0: Hi, I'm Izzy, host of the STEM Untapped podcast. This week, our student interviewers Naya, B, and Willow are interviewing Dr. Rebecca Bowler. Rebecca works as an astronomer at the University of Manchester.
1: So, thank you. It's really nice to be here and to be able to chat with you all today. My name is Rebecca Bowler, and I am a scientist, I'm an astronomer, and I work at the moment at the University of Manchester. Um so it's called the Jodrell Bank Centre for Astrophysics, which is quite uh, a mouthful. But basically, it's affiliated with the Jodrell Bank Telescope, which is a really amazing radio telescope uh, near to Manchester. But I'm based in the city of Manchester and I am a researcher. I research galaxies. I want to know how galaxies form in the universe. Um, and yeah,
0: that's it, basically.
2: I'm Naya and we're Year 11 students doing our GCSEs and I'm doing food nutrition and preparation religious studies geography and BTEC sport and obviously the english and maths and triple science my name is willow and i'm studying art drama geography and french and triple science and yeah maths and english <laughs> yeah i'm big and i'm studying religious studies history, geography and drama and then triple science as well as the maths English. I think we chose it because it's just it's so different from anything we've ever been almost taught about and it's just that sort of new thing it's quite exciting. Like, agree with Willow like we don't really get taught about like space and things like that at school necessarily so we thought it'd be quite interesting to learn about it. As an astronomer. 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 <laughs> Astronomer. <laughs> um, what does your job
1: entail? It's quite varied, which is why I really like it actually. So people think I look through telescopes all day or stay up all night looking through telescopes, but that's that's not at all <laughs> what it's like actually. I spend my whole day at a computer, but through that I do my research. And so that's a bit of everything I would say I spend some time looking at data so what I work on is images of the sky and I look at galaxies in those images so that's kind of my research part of the day but I also as I said before I like meet students quite a lot I have quite a lot of telecoms with my collaborators So it's it's actually quite a lot of talking in my job, (laughs) Um, talking to different people, discussing ideas, you know, um, discussing the data, discussing which telescopes we want to use and and stuff like that. I also do quite a lot of reading because, you know, science is so fast moving and that everyone around the world is working on these problems. And so every day I check online and I see, oh, there's 10 10 more uh, articles have come out. And I read those, so I read some of those. Uh, I'd like to read all of them, but it's quite a lot. And I just try and kind of absorb all the ideas that have happened um, since the day before. So yeah, it's a bit of everything. I do a bit of data analysis, a bit of, you know, talking and a bit of reading. So it's really good fun.
2: We were just wondering if, like, any discoveries that you have been a part of or things that you've found out for your
1: research? My PhD project up in Edinburgh was looking at some new data, some new images we had. When I started, my PhD supervisor, he sort of said, here are some files, go and have a look and see if you can find any galaxies in these files. And we were expecting, like based on the previous work, so all the all the other people had been working for decades before, that, that maybe I would find one of the galaxies I was interested in. These are really special galaxies because they are extremely distant from us. And so they're very rare, but very exciting when we find them. So I thought, okay, I'm going to spend a few years trying to find one galaxy, (laughs) but I I set to work. And actually I found found 10 and that was really exciting. It was super exciting. It also made my PhD work a bit more interesting because I had 10 galaxies, not just one. So that's nice. But it was like really exciting for... The, the scientific community as well, because it changed what we thought was happening in terms of the physics. It meant that galaxies could form like more often than we thought before. So it was actually really interesting scientifically as well. And that's kind of been the start, starting point of my career, was this discovery of more galaxies than we were expecting. So that was really, really exciting. And then, I mean, science is all about discoveries. So I kind of, since then, I've been finding more interesting things about these galaxies I've looked at them with the Hubble Space Telescope and I found that they were actually looked like they're merging so they actually looked like two two blobs merging together that was a a discovery as well and so it kind of happens on and off but the 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 one I remember the most was the first when I was a student.
2: Which um, university did
1: you do your physics degree at? So I went to the University of Cambridge yeah. And I did, um, it's quite unusual there because they do this natural sciences degree. So it's it's quite a unique thing. Um, so you don't, you can't just do physics when you start. You have to do four subjects. So I did maths, chemistry, physics, and this material science, which was just like you had to just do four. So I did that. Um, so it meant that like you had to do a lot of subjects. Uh, and then eventually I ended up specialising more into physics later on, which I which I preferred. But it was nice to know a bit more about like chemistry at university level, I would say.
2: You said about how you sit at a computer all day or you're on meetings and emails. What does your average day sort of look like? Do you work at night or do you just look <laughs> at what other people have found out?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So I don't work at night. The, the only time I stay up late is if there's a very important meeting like telecom I have to go to and because we work internationally some people are in Australia and some people are in America so sometimes the only time we can all meet that's vaguely sensible is at like 10 or 11 p.m but that that's very rare I would say we, none of us want to do that <laughs> <laughs> but so uh no I, I work in the day and it's my usual day is I cycle into the university So I cycle to work and then I would check my emails just to see what's going on, if I've missed anything. And then like this morning, I often have student meetings in the morning. So I have a PhD student, but I also have undergraduate students who are doing projects with me. So tomorrow morning, I have two hours of meetings with them, which I really like. It's really good fun. Yes. i kind of helping helping them with their project and the, the problems they're having with the data and so on. Where I work is really nice. Like we're all on the top floor of this, this building called the Alan Turing building. And all of astronomy is on this one floor. So it's really sociable. So like at lunchtime or coffee time, we all go to the same like common room. So I would do that if I'm at work that day. And then my afternoons are a mixture of coding. So my actual work that I do and trying to find these galaxies is using computer coding. So this is how I go from the images. So I have I get sent these, they're just like photos basically of from the telescope. But to actually get information from those, I have to run software on those images and have to write my own code to find the galaxies and to measure things from them. So things like the color of the galaxy, the shape of the galaxy, this sort of thing. So if I have uh, a free afternoon, that's that's my favorite thing to do. That's what I really love to do. So I get to like have the image there, but I'm also like writing this code and then I can extract the information I want. And that's how I do like, discover these galaxies and, and work out what's going on with them.
2: What do you find like the most rewarding part of your job? What do you enjoy most
1: about it? I really like solving problems, I like hard problems. I mean, <laughs> you know, to, to get to get to like my level, you kind of have to want to solve problems because they're like that's basically your job. And yeah, um, I that's that's what I really enjoy. Like if I have a free day and and something looks wrong, like you know, stuff goes wrong all the time in research, like in a lab or or on my on my computer. If I can just spend a few hours and I can solve that problem, and like somehow, you know, they, I fix, I fix the. I'm trying to think of an example. Like all my problems are quite boring, but like <laughs> if I fix some problem with like the image alignment or something like this, or yeah. or I find a galaxy that I couldn't find before, like that sort of thing is so satisfying. And it's like I just love that. I put headphones on and I just focus on trying to fix this problem. And then you know, it might take a day, it might take a few hours, but once you once it works, you're like, oh, so satisfying.
2: Going back to the galaxies you found.
1: Um, yeah. Do you have a
2: favourite galaxy?
1: I do have a favourite galaxy. It's called ID three o four four one six. So I hope you remember that later. <laughs> it's in. It was actually in my first ever publication. Like it was the, one of the first things I did in my PhD. Was find this galaxy, and we've just spent a lot of time going back to it because it's it's one of the brightest that we have. The galaxies I'm looking at are very very rare. And they're typically like look like little smudges in the data. they're very they're very unremarkable in the data. But this one, when we went back to it, we went back to it with the Hubble Space Telescope and we went back to it with a telescope called Alma, which is just like a huge array of telescopes in the in Chile. And it just gets more and more interesting. Like we found that it has like two big clumps that we think are merging together. and then it looks like some parts of the galaxy are hidden. so we didn't realize they were there before. But they're actually hidden by a screen of dust. So, so I talked to dust. T- talked about dust to people, and they're like, "What are you talking about? You know, like dust in your house." But th- this is sort like like astronomy dust. It's cosmic dust. Yeah. So this is like if you look at a picture of the Milky Way, you see like this dark stripes across. Have you ever seen that? That that's dust in the Milky Way. Like this is dust in my galaxy. And what it does is it like conceals one side of it, so we didn't know it was there. Yeah, so they have the dust in the Milky Way, and then in this particular galaxy, which is my favourite galaxy, there's one half of it which is completely covered by dust. Yeah. And if this goes back to what I was saying about collaborating with different different people and different countries using this telescope in Chile, we were able to see through the dust, and we found we found the kind of second half of this galaxy. And so um, it was just it's just been a really nice continuation of my PhD work, seeing this source in all these different wavelengths and all these different components, like the stars and the dust. And it's a really, really, yeah, it's my favourite. And I think it's really interesting.
2: Would you say with your job that you get access to things like sick pay and for people that would like to maternity leave and things like that?
1: Yeah, the University of Manchester has has a policy on this. And so I do have access to that like as a staff member, I get time for maternity leave. I don't know what it is, but it's yeah. uh, the kind of official one. The one issue with research is that it's kind of, it's based on grants. So yeah. I actually have my own grant, like a five-year grant, which is just like a pot of money to pay me. And so <laughs> they often have different different terms and conditions to what the university would have and they sometimes have a hard deadline at the end which could be very difficult if you have a baby because you know you can't you you want to extend but you can't um but but fortunately I'm paid by the UK government and they have very good maternity leave policy so yeah it's all fine
2: apart from (laughs) astronomy (laughs) Astronomy. (laughs) Um, do you have any other interests that you do outside
1: of your work I have a cat me and my partner have a cat which I was yeah. hoping she would appear, but she hasn't. Aww. She's gone to sleep. She sometimes sits. She sometimes sits on the windowsill behind me. So I'm like having a very serious telecon, and then the people there are like, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, she thinks she's asleep. I'm also really into like being out, outside, like walking and cycling. I do a lot of cycling. It's like my passion. So I went. I went cycling yesterday, um, and I just love that because you meet lots of people and you get to go to really exciting places. And it's also like a great escape from work as well, like sitting in front of my computer, like inside. It's just nice to just go out and be in the countryside.
2: Do you work like a Monday to Friday, almost like a school day and you have weekends free to do like your other interests? Yes,
1: yeah, I have the weekends free. I try and work nine to five. Like occasionally, as I said, like there might be some telecon I have to go to in the evening, but that's very rare. And I don't enjoy that. (laughs) But It has to be done um, occasionally yeah any advice you had
2: for kind of our generation the next generation wanting to go into stem
1: I guess in general my advice would be just kind of follow what you find interesting I mean stem is such a huge field and you know being being a scientist or being an engineer or a mathematician or whatever it's all about curiosity and it's all about having a passion for something and it's I liked astronomy but i made sure that when i was doing my physics degree that i explored other parts of physics as well and other parts of science Mm -hmm. because i wanted to you know it's all about learning isn't it and all about and, and all about discovering things and you never know what you might discover and suddenly realize oh that's actually really interesting maybe i should maybe i should do that thing you know
0: Can you recommend any resources for anyone who's interested in astronomy to find out more about it? So any books or TV shows or social media accounts or anything else? Yes. So um, my
1: favourite book when I was a teenager was about science, was called The Magic Furnace by Marcus Chown. And this is a book about how like, different elements are formed in the center of the sun and it's like connects like chemistry and physics and astronomy and i really really like that when i was uh, a teenager i'm a bit out of date with podcasts i really like the life scientific which is probably
0: like slightly for older people but that's really nice it's on bbc radio 4 thank you for joining another stem untapped podcast if you enjoyed this episode then subscribe for free on your podcast app you can follow us on instagram at stem untapped If you know of a school or group of students who would like to interview female or non-binary role models, do get in touch. Likewise, if you know of anyone who would be a great role model, then let us know. Our details are all documented in the show notes.